The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The plan in Russia was to destroy all Judaism in Russia. They had a three-pronged approach. They were going to annihilate a third, convert a third, expel a third. So by 1920, two million Jews had already left Russia. In the last 60 years, who is the main sponsor of Arab instigation against the Jewish people? The Russians. Stalin wanted to kill, we're going to talk about it soon, three million Jews after the Holocaust. Stalin already killed 20 million of his own people. <coughs> and yet, in 1947, 1948, we're losing the war. We're losing the war. We have no ammunition. So who's going to fund the war to try to create some area that Kaiso could build Torah in Eretz Yisrael? So Hashem put in the biggest Russia in history's mind, God put in Stalin's mind, that the state of Israel, which was socialist, is going to be communist. And he doesn't like the British in the Middle East because they're democratic. You know, in 1953, so Stalin realized that Israel ain't going communist. So he had a very simple plan. He convicted seven doctors or six doctors or 12 doctors of poisoning Russian children. They were going to be put to trial March 5th, 1953. And March 6th, 1953, Stalin already had a full railroad system with four major concentration camps in Kazakhstan and Trans-Siberia, where he was going to transport two to four million Jews to temperatures of 75 to 95 degrees below zero and kill three million Jews over the course of two weeks. And he said he has to finish off what Hitler didn't do. And it was Shabbos, 1953, February 28th. And Rabbi Yitzchak Zilber, He's in a forced labor camp with a bunch of other prisoners. And that night was going to be Purim. And he tells them, you know, 2,000 years ago, Kaiso was under the threat of annihilation. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu turned the tables just like that. You never know. HaKadosh Baruch Hu could save us. We're going to read the story. We should gain Amuna. This could happen again. And there was a guy over there, Minkvich. And he said, Rabbi, what are you telling us? Nonsense. Who cares about what happened 2,000 years ago? We're talking about Stalin over here. Haman was uh, nothing compared to Stalin. Stalin already killed 20 million people. And he was strong like an ox. They they said he was going to live to 190. The guy was like a a third. And Rabbi Yitzhak Zilber said he's a boss of Adam. He doesn't even know what's going to be in 30 minutes. He said that at 7.50 p.m. February 28th, 1953. There was a Russian refusenik in jail at the time. His name was Reblaib Meizrik, who was in solitary confinement. You know, solitary confinement means you're in a closet. You don't know if it's day or night. He was in the closet for two years without seeing the light of day or without seeing anyone. They asked him how he kept his sanity. He said he knew that if he's going to teach Torah, they could take him any minute. So he memorized Sefer Tehillim and he memorized Masechtas of Mishnayis. And that's what he did all day in a dark closet. He only knew when it was the next day he got a piece of bread and a pail of water. 8.23 p.m. Stalin stroked out Leil Purim 1953. 
The next day, Reb Leib Meiser, he's, he, uh, there's no pail of water, there's no bread. He turns the knob, the knob's open. He walks out of jail, together with 999 other prisoners. They just walk home. Reb Leib Meiser's wife and daughter, he had already lost all his children except for one daughter in the Holocaust. Now, in the city, they were such outcasts. You couldn't, nobody was allowed to talk to them, nobody was allowed to look at them, because if you look at them, the Russians would think that you favor them, so nobody would look at them. They had no one to give Mishlach Manus to that morning. Mrs. Leib gave Mishlach Manus to his daughter, and the daughter gave to the mother. They get a knock on the door. Who's there? Their father and husband. He just walked out of jail. Stalin stroked out. Purim, 1953. Rabbi, Rabbi Yitzhak Zilber said he had a dilemma. Is he allowed a davin for Stalin to die? And he said, of course he's allowed a davin for Stalin to die. Whereupon, from February 28th until March 5th, he said to Hillem, Yoimam Valayla Baupeh, that Stalin should die. He did not stop until he got the report that Stalin is dead. He said, if anyone's responsible for him knowing to Hillem Baupeh, it's Stalin. Stalin died March 5th, the day before the doctors were going to be convicted, and three million Jews were saved from a sure Holocaust. It's public record. Happened on Purim 69 years ago. This is the way the Rebbe Hashem operates. The miracle of Purim is by Yom Mahim of Azman Hazah. So as we uh, read about what's taking place in the world today, Various Rishayim in various offices around the world. Don't worry. The Rebbein Shalom knows exactly who needs to be where. And the Rebbein Shalom prefers these kind of tools to carry out whatever the Rebbein Shalom needs to carry out. And just like in the times of Purim, and just like in 1953, Yeshua Hashem Ayin. Rabbi Moshe says the reason why the Yomtif is called Purim, usually you name a Yomtif after the Yeshua, not the poor, was the Tzara. Why are we naming the Yomtif after the Tzara? The Limud of Purim is that a person's poor, a person's lot in life could change on a dime, could make a 180 in the blink of an eye. It happened then, and Bezus Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should bring Yeshua. It's Nechamais, Lanu, Ulchal Yisrael, Amen. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.